Good morning and welcome to the best two hours of your week. That's right. If you are just tuning in to the University Pulse for the first time, this is when Dry Spell Radio takes over and presents the Dry Spellcast. We are not after the whistle. For those of you uh, watching on Radio FX Live. Watching? Sure. Uh, they're not listening to the text going okay. across the screen. Sorry. Don't screw up my intro, Austin. Uh, yeah, we're not after the whistle. Uh, I, I don't know. We're still not quite important enough to have our own liner on our own show. I mean, we're recording live. How cool is that? Is that cool? I think that's cool. My name is Matt. I'm joined by Austin. Hey, what's up? How's everyone get doing? Yeah. Um, rainy morning. We are going to talk about video games, video game news, video game, etc., etc., etc. All for your listening pleasure in this 27th episode on September 20th, 2017. I am just getting over being sick. And I think that probably is coming through. I am sorry that I sound the way I do. There's nothing I can do about that right now. I will say at the top of hour two, we will be joined by two guests from Boise State's Gaming Interactive Media and Mobile Technology Program. That is short uh, hand called GIM. Hold on. So they'll be here. It'll be fun. Uh, we're gonna. I, I don't know much about it, so I'm excited to learn more about the GIM program at Boise State. Um, and yeah, so make sure you are here for that. If you have questions for them, or for us, for that matter, you can email us. We are at dryspellradio at gmail.com. You can message us on Twitter. Uh, our handle is dryspellradio. And we're also on Facebook. If you search Dry Spell Radio, I think it should pop up. You can like our page. You can message us. Do those kind of things to get in contact with us. How's it going, Austin? It's great. That's enlightening. It's going to all say right. The least. You know, uh, finally, it's the hint of fall. I guess what fall starts officially tomorrow. Right, 21st? I don't know. 20th, 21st, around this time. So it's kind of turning to fall out there. Getting a little cold, a little rainy. Kind of season I'm kind of enjoying. I get to put my jackets on, you know, feel nice. I I like this kind of weather. I was um, done with the heat, so this is kind of like appreciated. Yes, I was done with the heat and add in the rain. I actually really, like, the older I get, the more I like rain. <laughs> Maybe it's poetic. Maybe I'm just becoming a poet. Nah. Oh, okay. You're just depressed. Oh, <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah. Uh, not much going on. School's Good. kicking my butt again, like always. Always. It's a pretty big week for me. Um, I do have a wedding to go to this weekend, so looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. I forget about that. I'm going to freeze up in McCall because it's supposed to be like 40, oh, mid-40s. Lovely. So my sister got married up there. Uh, it was more towards Cascade, but it was also February. Mm. And there was so we were in this back little cabin in the very like middle of nowhere. And there were actually like kind of talks that maybe we weren't going to get in. 
Because the snow. Of the snow. Um, FYI, if you're planning a wedding, that could happen. <laughs> so, it, I mean, I guess it, it did happen. She got married. So that's what matters, isn't it? Yeah. So other than that, we went and saw American Assassin last night. We did. And, uh, and how was that from your humble opinion? <laughs> the movie was pretty bad. The movie sucked. It really did. Like, if you're if you're going in for like low expectations on like story and, and just, I kind of was yeah I was too and like just kind of good fight sequences and a little bit of like humor tossed in there you know you might enjoy it but like as the movie as a whole it just was pretty bad yeah I mean I didn't know anything about this in fact when you text me like hey we're going to American Assassins I like my first question was like what like I don't even know what this is. Um, I don't think I saw a single preview for this movie. Like, I, I, I did, I guess. I don't, maybe I saw them on YouTube or something. I don't remember. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I do not watch TV. Yeah, I don't really either, actually. So, I don't know. I, I just never saw anything for it. And the further we got into it, the more I realized, yeah, I had not heard about this at all. Yeah, so like the movie started like okay, went from zero to hundred real quick, real real fast, real real fast. Which yeah. I was kind of expecting to be honest. Yeah, but it just kind of I mean caught me a little off guard. It's like oh okay, and then uh, so I kind of started out pretty good, and then yeah, then yeah. I don't know. I feel like the timeline of the movie was just really weird. Like all of a sudden he like knew how to like fight and use guns, and then yeah, and then he's so, being trained, but then never really shows training, and then he's already in the field. Like, what? Right. What? Well, and so if you like, so at the very beginning, something happens, uh, and then turns the whole world upside down. Right. The classic story. So and then it like pops up like eighteen months later, but it never does that again. So, like, during his training and stuff, it doesn't go, like, 12 months later, six months later. It doesn't do any of that. And so... And I think literally they had, like, two training scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. If, I think if they would have left out that, like, 18 months later from the very beginning, it might have made more cohesion. Yeah. Like, that was unnecessary. Like, it, they could have just cut to the next scene and we would have been all like, oh, like, he's obviously been doing this for a while. You know? I don't know. Uh, there was just a lot of bad things about yeah. that movie. One scene I do want to talk about that I thought was pretty cool was like one of their training scenes that they showed was they're using augmented reality glasses to like have to see people all around and they have like targets that they're trying to take out. I thought that was a pretty cool yes. uh, scene. And a I knew we were going to talk about this. A practical use of, I guess, what augmented reality could do. Probably. Yes, sure. So <coughs> my problem with this is when I was watching it's my problem with basically any representation of AR or VR or anything in media. Um, and it always just seems so novelty mm -hmm. and not like necessary or not like a good use of technology, I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. And I don't know. So when I saw that, it was kind of like, Oh, well, it's, it's, I don't know. There was just something about that scene that didn't sit right with me. Uh, I don't know. It just felt like they were trying to try too hard. Maybe, maybe that's the that word. That whole movie was trying too hard. Well, yes. 
for sure. But I don't know. Like, there's... I don't know. Okay. I, and, and then, and then the scene ended so so dumb. Yeah, it did kind of end dumb. I, I thought more was going to go on in it. But and that's how most of the movie was. It just kind of ended dumb in parts. Like, why did that happen? Or why did she just do that? And, like, it was just really... Yeah. Weird. You know, the part I'm talking about. Yeah, why did she do that? So I'm not really, I don't want to spoil anything, obviously. If you want to just go see, like, a stupid action movie, sure. Yeah, I mean, $5 on Tuesday, it was fine. Yeah. But it was, it was not a good movie. <laughs> but speaking of other movies, Tomb Raider dropped its trailer finally. It did. Did you watch it yet? No. Okay, so I checked it out, and it looks like this movie is a culmination of the last two video games. Yeah. Like, exactly. I- so I guess I don't know enough to know like if they're trying to follow the storyline of the last two games or not. Um, I, I know it's going to be a little different, but I mean, the elements from the games are obviously present. In oh, this. for sure. Like obviously the outfit she's wearing is what she was wearing in the first game. She's got the in the of the reboot, the reboots. Yeah. Not the like original games, the reboots. Uh, she's got the, the red climbing axe that in the, the first game and. Uh, what else did I see? Like very similar, like things happened in the trailer that happened in the game, like her climbing on an old world crash World War II airplane across the cliff or something and or running across a log. And yeah, like it, I it's probably gonna be good. I guess Alicia Vikander is playing Lara Croft. And I mean, she's an Academy Award winning actress. So I'd imagine she's going to do a pretty good job. But Lara Croft is a hard character to play because there's so I mean, she's arguably one of the biggest icons in gaming yeah and it's hard to live up to this status i don't know we'll see yeah i mean so the original tomb raider movies <laughs> were bad they were they're bad but they weren't like the worst thing i've ever seen bad if that makes sense um and i was so i don't know like in in, in terms of video game movie adaptations they were actually they were one of the better ones. Uh-huh. Uh, it's no Mortal Kombat, <laughs> but, I mean, it it's was Street one of the better Street ones. Street Fighter. Yes. Uh, the, one, the one thing that kind of, like, the tra- I, was, I was digging the trailer for the most part, you know, the whole, like, typical story, her father gets killed, and then she unveils the secret he was working on, and the tr- Trinity, which is, like, the, the, I don't know if they're in other storylines of hers, but, like, they're in the Rise of the Tomb Raider as her, like, main enemy that's trying to get the same tomb or secret or whatever. So she's against them. I was digging the trailer until the very end when she's in a gun shop and she grabs two of those Magnum pistols and she's like, I'll take two. And I was just like, <sighs> did that, that was actually in the trailer. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. That was like literally oh just, that was boy. the end of the, that's how the trailer ended and just put a sour taste oh in my no. mouth. And I was like, Oh no, don't like, do this. It wasn't, I don't know. It just seemed like, yeah, I mean, I, I I wanted to watch the trailer, but I couldn't, like, actually get myself to. We've been burned so often from these things. Uh, remember the Warcraft movie? Never watched it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Assassin's Creed? Uh, I never I, watched that one either, but... I want this to be good because I want to have a good video game based movie. And if one is going to be good, it's going to be Tomb Raider because it's one that you can 
loosely base off the series and I have an interesting story and stuff. Probably. I think that's something you could do with like Nathan Drake as well. Well, I've, and they actually do are doing an Uncharted movie. Yes. With uh, the kid from Spider-Man Homecoming as a young Nathan Drake, which I think is kind of interesting because they yeah. kind of had like a young Nathan Drake throughout, I guess, Uncharted 3 and 4 a little bit. So it's kind of interesting to like get maybe after that point of where they showed him in the video games like to that. Yeah, I don't know. There's There's something about that like just ambiguous action character who you can basically put into any kind of situation and still roll with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why like, I think like Laura Croft or Nathan Drake would be perfect for that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and there's like a certain amount of leeway that you could totally get away with because you can put them in those situations. You can't go out and make a halo movie or a half-life movie and deviate from the story. Not at all. No. Like you just could not do that. You can't put those characters in just random situations. Here's Master Chief uh, fighting the Taliban. Like, oh man, <laughs> what would that be? Uh, a terrible movie. Oh, that sounds actually kind of awesome. Master Chief against ISIS. Operation 117. All right. Well, that we'll leave it at that. So yeah, Tomb Raider. I think March 2018 is the release on that movie. So yeah, I, I think the pictures and stuff Six that they put away. out looks good. Uh, I know that they were kind of getting crap from their most recent poster release. Yeah, because it's that cliched, over the shoulder kind of like dark shadowy figure thing, it's and like what every movie poster does, like. There's like only like four or five different like styles of movie poster that just get recycled. Oh, I think that goes for movies as well. Yeah, so. the over the shoulder, the the heads in the clouds, the like an eyeball is very popular <laughs> sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Cliched media. It's everywhere. All right. Well, uh, we need to go and take a break. We'll be back shortly. Trying to clear all the junk in my throat between talking. So if you hear me uh, cough and stuff, that's why. Austin. Yeah. Have you played any video games this week? Uh, not. I mean, I've played a little Destiny. I did. Okay. So the one thing I really talk about is the raid. I did do yes. part of the Destiny raid. <laughs> Didn't beat it. Uh, so Has, Have any of our group beat it yet? I don't think so. I think they've all gotten to about, I think they beat like Jason and a couple of them beat the next part and then their games crashed. Classic. Just another challenge in the raid. Uh, so yeah, we did the raid and so far pretty cool. What you expect from, you know, destiny raids. My one complaint though is the loot, how it drops is really weird. So obviously Destiny 2 is involved, evolved, like not involved, what I'm trying to say. 
whatever. They use like a coin system now. So when you do things, you get these coins that you can go turn into like Zavala or whatever to get a Vanguard engram eventually once you turn in like 20 or 25 of them. The raid does the same thing. Okay. I, I don't like that actually. So like when you usually like every raid in Destiny, Destiny 1, you beat the sequence, you it just popped up on your screen what reward you got. Armor, gun, whatever. Which was like, cool. You're, like, you're instantly know, oh, I got this. This time around, you beat the sequence and tokens pop up on your screen. And you're like, uh, okay, with an occasional chance of like getting a gun or armor or something. Because I did get a chess piece randomly, but it's like a really low chance. And then <coughs> you're losing over there. Uh, what? Okay. I'm, and I'm then, uh, yeah, you're fine. Then after you beat like one of the main there's like four main challenges in the thing. Cause like how it's set up is the emperor of the cabal is just testing your skills. So he's throwing you in these challenges for you to figure out and then like rewards you for completing it. Like at one part you beat something and then fireworks are going off and stuff. It's kind of funny, but these chests drop and you open the chest and then you open the chest to get a key. And you're like, well, what's this key for? And it turns out you got to go to in the very beginning of the raid before you even go inside, there's a secret door in the bottom for you to access the underbelly of the Leviathan. Yeah, I mean, don't don't get too in depth about that stuff. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's where you got to go to open the chest to get your rewards, which end up being more tokens and legend, just legendary engrams. So that's okay. my huge complaint of the raid so far is the reward system's bad. I don't like it because I don't know who you're even supposed to give the tokens to. There's uh, that person that said, like, you need to talk to this person. I'm like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I don't think they're even in the game yet. I think they're supposed Maybe, to Maybe, yeah. I don't think they are. I think they're supposed to show up now, like, after the reset. So it's kind of annoying to me. There's, there's things about their loot system in general that I find really annoying. Uh, I don't like the reputation system. I think that that's just unnecessary. And that it's another level of stuff that I have to manage that I shouldn't have to. I think that that should just happen automatically. Like the more missions I complete, the better gear I'm going to get from each vendor. Yeah. Versus having to be out in the field and collecting things like the uh, the lettuce, the the data the lattice and stuff. Yeah. And data lettuce. what's what's really unfortunate is honestly, I'm kind of let down by like. Like, the raid's cool and all. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the raid. The the first two, or I guess I've made it to the third challenges, challenge. They're fun. They're very team-based, and that's what I appreciate. Like, so you got to be talking. you got to be communicating. Right. And that's what I enjoy with the, about the raid the most. But just having this, like, really bad reward system really is just really annoying, to be honest, when you could literally just go uh, do public events, heroic public events, and get better rewards that way. Yeah. Like, so far, that is the best way to get, like, high-level legendaries or exotics is just uh, grinding heroic public events and not That's doing strikes, not doing the raid, which is really, I think, an oversight on their part because obviously they wanted you to get, like, have a higher chance of, like, getting an exotic or something. But Right. Well, I think, well, beyond that, I think that they probably didn't expect heroic events to be figured out quite as quickly as they were. Well, they they don't put things. I mean, they should have known. The Destiny community oh, for sure. communicates well, really and that's well. Every yeah, every game. Like I that. mean, I mean, it was 
couple days after the raid that everyone already like knew about the whole underbelly and like the combination to get in there. And it's like the whole thing's like another maze and puzzle down there just to find the chests. And like one thing it was kind of cool. See, like I would be cool if it was just the underbelly and there was like no uh, treasure. Like, so that's how you got your rewards. Cause I'm, I'm all for exploring these places. Cause I know vault of glass. I remember my friend Morgan and I like glitched in one day and uh, just explored it for like an hour and a half. Cause there was like so much more to the vault of glass that you'd never went to during the raid. And it was super cool. And I'm like, I enjoy these secret places throughout the raids that you don't obviously experience all the time. And I, the underbelly is kind of like that, but it forces you to go there. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, it does, but I don't know. There's, so I finished the game. Um, Finally. Yeah. Speaking of, it was my destiny to complete this game. Oh my gosh. Um, and so, yeah, I beat it. I, or at least I finished the single player or the campaign mode. Uh, Tony and I beat it together. Although I think he'd already done it. But anyways, so I actually thought I had finished the campaign once and then had like more going on. And I actually liked the first ending that I thought I got better than the second one. Uh, so when you're like, I, I think it's like the carrier, uh, and you have like, it's after the tank mission, uh-huh. which, uh, I don't think is a huge spoiler, but, and then you destroy like the thing that's like, like gonna, yeah, I thought that was a better ending. Yeah. And then you, then, the you real go, ending. then you go fight the boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually was a really cool, cool <laughs> ending. Boss fight was super easy. It was. I, I made it intentionally harder on myself. I didn't use my super once because from what I heard, you can, oh. just, you can just spam your super and just. Well, yeah, because they give you little pools that you go stand in. I thought you had to use your super to beat him. No, I just. I because just, every time I shot him, it said uh, immune. Well, you got you to stand in the pool. To like Then you could do damage to him or something. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, so I just. I just. Because I, I knew if I used my super. Especially being the arc strider, it would take like just two minutes to, to kill him because that's what that super does. So I actually intentionally made the boss fight harder on myself to enjoy it more. But yeah, I do have to agree. Like, obviously, the boss fight I liked it better than the last Destiny one because that was just three of the same mini boss over and over and over again. Oh, which was kind of annoying. I so I can point out to you every single one of these missions and where they happened in a Halo game. Yeah. Probably literally every single one like I the and the moment I kind of realized it was uh, that tank mission uh, every single halo has a mission in it where you get a tank and you just go destroy and like people follow you and stuff and that happened in destiny and I'm like sitting there I'm like oh wow wow Bungie you are not pushing the envelope here yeah, which is kind of unfortunate. Like, yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Again, and I, I, it was fun. I totally criticized this game more than I mean to. Yeah, I know. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it's just like it's just I've done this before a couple times. <laughs> so, other than that, I mean, yeah, I, Destiny, Destiny, Destiny. I really haven't had time to play. Like, I honestly haven't really been playing Destiny that much because, like, I get on. It's like, like. Jason or whatever texts me, can you do the nightfall with us real quick? I'm like, sure. And I'll get on. Then they're like, oh, we got to do this quest for the night on the nightfall to get this rat king guy. And I'm like, what? 
Like, what, you haven't done this yet? I'm like, no, I have not been on this game. I have. I know. I've been so slammed. I'm like, that, I, got, yeah. I got way more important stuff to do. Sorry, I, I'm not like you guys. I actually have a job, and then you can get home at a, the at same a normal day, time. Same time every day and play. I mean, so. And, and that's not underestimating, like or like. Let's not say anything bad about them. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> they're on a fit schedule and like I, my life right now is just complete. Yeah. A mess. So. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would, I would like to play more, but I just, I just haven't, I mean, I, I really. I'm wanna, slowly but surely getting my way through this stuff. Yeah. I mean, when the game came out, I like, I like did all my homework ahead of time. So I would have time to play, but now like I'm back in my school schedule and I can only just hop on every once in a while. So. Yeah. And I, uh. Yeah, I I want to play more of that game. I especially the the end game content. Um I was a little surprised by that to oh, be honest. I did do trials though a little bit this weekend. Yeah. And that's hard. Good. It, I mean as it's supposed to be, trials was always hard in Destiny and for me it's always been this like one thing like cuz in the first Destiny you used three people and this one it was four, but there's always like no 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 blame on one person. It always rotate. Like it seems just to rotate around, but like one person will always just do bad on your team and then you can't win. And like, it'll rotate. I'll, I'll be the guy that gets like two kills the entire time. And then the next round I'll get like 14 or something. So and right. it makes it tough. And I'm not a huge fan of trials, especially when you show up and everyone has the same guns, full trials gear already. And I'm just like, well, we lost like right away. I can, I just know we lose. We're going to lose. And, the game mode that it was was like the attack, the bomb one. I don't know if you played that. No. So there's like, I, a, there's like a obviously the attacking team and the defending team. Everyone on the attacking team can play, is trying to play on either one or two bombs, and the defending team is obviously trying to defuse them. And then whoever, whoever just all dies first dies. Uh, I don't really like that game mode. Next week is going to be like an elimination, which I'm more happy yeah. for because I'm better at just doing kills. And in, in Destiny, which is weird because I in other shooters I like actually playing the objectives. So, but Destiny's not really an objective-based shooter. It's just more of a run around and shoot people kind of thing. <laughs> yes, that is that is a accurate statement of what Destiny is. So yeah, Trials is hard. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully one day I'll make it to the top of the spire, get my seven my seven card win, my seven win card, whatever that is. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Other than that, I played a little bit more Sonic Mania. Uh, I would like to finish that game or as close to finish as I can. Uh, I So I realized in my quest to be better at Sonic Mania that there's a bunch of stuff like mechanics that I didn't know existed because there's no like there's no intro. There's no tutorial. There's no like uh -huh. screen that shows you what you're supposed to do. And so like. When I started, I was playing just as Sonic and then decided I want to play as Sonic and uh, Tails. I didn't realize Tails can actually pick you up and fly you. So, but it's like a, a button combination that no one in their right mind would ever do without thinking about wanting to do that. Hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I, I actually saw somebody else playing it and they were like, oh, yeah, if you do this then tails will grab you and you mash that button and you fly. And, uh, and so I went back and tried it. I'm like, Oh my God, this changes the whole game. <laughs> like, uh, like in uh, 
that's great. Yeah, I, I'm glad that there's stuff to like be discovered about that. But it's definitely changed the way I've been playing Sonic Mania. Uh, and the level design in that, like, the more I play it, the more I really appreciate. How much is that? Twenty bucks, you said? Yeah, twenty bucks. I really appreciate what the game developers are doing in that game. I still might pick it up, but you should. Now I it's a don't really know how much good money game. I want to spend when we have to spend two hundred dollars on a tux for a wedding coming up. Right, but we all, we already knew that <laughs> when we're already gonna be poor. Uh, cool. It's uh, good. That's about been my week. Uh, I guess yours too. You've been really busy, just like me. So, yeah, and I'm just I am so exhausted right now. My eyes hurt. Yeah, I I woke up this morning and immediately went downstairs to where my roommate was watching the Dan Patrick show every morning, every morning, uh, and fell back asleep on the couch. Nice. I know. I'm just, I am so beat. But anyways, I think that does that for at least the first half hour of our show. We need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about news. We got some news. We got some news this week. We got some new news. (sighs) New newsy news. So uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. We're back. And no, we are not after the whistle. Again, you're listening to the Dry Spell cast. Um, so we're going to talk about some video game news right now, as long as the computer doesn't freeze on me. Okay, we're good. Uh, and so it was a weird week for news. So last week we kind of mentioned that Nintendo had their direct coming up. And <laughs> Mario has nipples. Yes. I think that's probably the biggest news to come out of the Nintendo Direct. And not only does Mario have nipples, he's they're like, like they're like normal nipples. Yeah. You think you've been being Italian or something, you know, big old. And I'm not. Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's I don't know. Let's let's not combine not normal nipples and having a hairy <laughs> chest. Like I'm not saying but I, that okay. Italian people are not normal. They're little, but, they're hairier than normal, that's for sure. But like they should be like shaped in like mushrooms or something. <laughs> no, that would make it weirder. I know, but that's what they need to go for. It's this attempt to make Mario, Mario human. Yes, I mean running around Odyssey with people and giving him like actual hairs on his mustache, and it's just there's a lot going it's on. Been a big year for Mario. He's not a plumber anymore, so I mean, and now he has nipples and a completely clean wax chest yeah so last thursday uh we go to bitter creek basically every thursday evening uh right at 10 o'clock if you want to join us just come out why not let's just see if we can make their life even worse than it already is please don't because um, then they yell at me yeah whatever but so we were there and somebody brought this up to me and i just lost it like i am so sick of Nintendo screwing with Mario right now. Like, I, I get why they're doing it, but I, I'm sick of that whole thing. 
they're they're trying to make uh, Nintendo more grown up, and I just find that so weird. But that's never been the the appeal of Nintendo. No, it's always it hasn't. been like a childish, cartoonish kind of thing. But doesn't matter. Everyone's still gonna play it. So I don't know. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and the, I mean, the Switch is such a weird thing that I totally understand where they're coming from and what they're trying to push out. I guess the other big news, that, at least that I care about, that came out of the direct was Doom, the new Doom, and Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, are coming to Switch. Yeah. Those are really strange games for a switch well i mean that's what switch was wanting to do is get these big you know big first party games on their consoles and that's always been nintendo's issue and they are so it's kind of a cool thing for them i guess right but when they announced that like binding of isaac was coming out on the switch i think that i had that kind of same reaction like there is a certain amount of adultness in this that i just don't especially wolfenstein too how did you watch the new trailer for it no. It just dropped, I believe, yesterday or two days oh, ago. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, man, it is. The game's going to be a wild ride. Yes, it is. Very, very uh, adult. Yeah, I mean, you Extremely. have a character who literally drops acid, like, consistently throughout the game. Yeah, like, I can't really talk about, like, what happened on the trailer because I'd break our rules on air. Oh, oh, dear. Like, you need to watch it. I, it's obviously, like, the gore and, like, is ridiculous, like, limbs getting blown off and lasered off and stuff but there's which i would expect yeah but there's some very suggestive adult things going on in this trailer and this is this is coming out on a nintendo console and i was like what am i watching right now it's like they took because it's obviously it's set in the 60s obviously so they took like the really like bad 60s like i don't know what i'm trying to say like really cheesy kind of movie like have you ever seen black dynamite no. Oh my god. So it's like it's like really like campy, cheesy dialogue and okay. Like black humor kind of. Black exploitation. Yeah. Like the main like that one lady. So, yeah, you need to watch it. It's just like what am I even watching in a game about Nazis and it's just like I don't understand what's happening. Yes. Okay. So, um <laughs> in in terms of that, uh so some Czech retailer maybe leaked that Doom is coming out uh, December 13th. I'd be interested to see if it does come out that then, I mean, it's a couple years after the Doom release. One, one year, right? When did Doom come out? Did it come out last year? I think it did. It did. You're right. Uh, and so... Still need to beat it. So uh, with Wolfenstein 2, I'd be interested to see how long it's going to take before that releases on the Switch, because I'm sure there's a bunch of modifications they have to make. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you're going from disc or whatever to cartridge. Well, and that's not even the big thing. That's just data. Yeah, but the data, it's different, and obviously the Switch's data is Well, it's like in the controls and... And what the switch docked versus undocked and things like that. Yeah, and what the switch can do, like its power wise, obviously it's not going to be as powerful as. Yeah, somebody was boxes. running a video on YouTube that I didn't watch, which makes this great commentary. Uh, that the like the comparison between the Doom Switch version and the normal version, and I'm only speculating that it's worse. Probably. 
okay. we'll see. I mean, we'll see when time comes how it all shakes out. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so continuation. So yeah, let's last let's week's just do this. Big news. Let's do this now. Uh, PewDiePie <laughs> has responded to uh, the video directed at the Firewatch devs. Yeah. So, so the whole story. Remember, he dropped the explicit racial slur during his stream of PUBG. And then obviously came out with the video and apologizing, you know, I shouldn't be saying that stuff. And then the whole team of Firewatch is like taking down all of his videos. Yeah. Because they don't want him tied to their stuff. Yeah. This is super complicated. So because uh, there was the head of Campo Santo who like tweeted out like PewDiePie, like we don't want you profiting off of our game, blah, blah, blah. We have filed a DMCA request. Uh, and so immediately PewDiePie went in and privatized the game or the video. So nobody could see it. So it wasn't there anymore. Uh, and you can tell the difference between a video that's been that and a video that's been DMCA'd because the, the message on the screen is actually different. Mm -hmm. And so like what he said he did totally checks out from like screenshots and stuff. But YouTube actually followed through with the DMCA request and pulled the video anyways. And so what we were talking last week about the, the weird ramifications that this has on streaming and monetizing streaming is kind of coming to fruition. Uh, because so the way YouTube works you can have three strikes, three copyright strikes, and then your channel shut down and you can never open a channel on YouTube. Like that's, that's their policy. Mm -hmm. So now PewDiePie has one strike against him. Yeah. Mind you, this guy has more subscribers than anybody else by like double. Yeah. It's, it's quite a bit. And obviously his subscribers still follow him and, they have been tearing apart Firewatch on Steam reviews right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that's then Firewatch the, got the review next, bombed. The next uh, drama in this whole And not saga. even supporters. I Like just random normal people who disagree with the whole DMCA uh, abuse. They review bombed Firewatch. Which is great. If you want to get your message across, that's the way to do it. You know, they just did that when... Uh, the Half-Life 3 plot came out. They review-bombed Dota 2. Because Dota had anything to do with Half-Life. It takes Besides people it away. Yeah. It takes people away from building Half-Life. And so now Steam has to, had to respond to this. And so Steam came out and added a new feature on store pages that it's basically a histogram of reviews and shows you spikes and lulls, negative spikes <laughs> in uh, review scores. And that's really fascinating that all of this stemmed from PewDiePie saying a racial slur live. Does this have any other real world effects? No. Is this going to die in two weeks and yeah. no one's going to care? Absolutely. Unless he does it again. It's like, it's like his Nazi jokes. 
Uh, Everyone is like, yeah, does so anybody offended. talk about that anymore? No. Well, now this overshadows that. So this overshadows him making a video saying "kill all Jews." Apparently, or paying people to make a video saying "kill <laughs> all even. Jews." Uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge PewDiePie, PewDiePie fan to start with, so I don't really care. No, and I'm not really either. Uh, but he has a certain amount of responsibility. Being the largest streamer in the world, you have a responsibility to shape what is this basically Wild West front, mm -hmm. you know? And he he's not doing it great. Oh, absolutely not. He's Well, he's a child. He acts like a child, and it's, you know, what? how old is he? In his 20s, probably? Oh, I'm sure late twenties, early thirties, something okay. like that. I don't know, but yeah, he's he's he acts like a child, and this is like, and he's the face of streaming. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of on. Steam, speaking of Steam, so there's this game <laughs> <coughs> called Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Huh, never heard of it. Yeah, it is a uh, third person shooter, um, but also first person. It can be first person if you want it to be. And then they introduced a mode of first person only. So I feel terrible about this show becoming the PUBG show. Uh, considering we've talked about this, I'm pretty sure every single week since March. <laughs> since the game came out? Yeah, probably. Uh, I, no, not even come out. Oh, before, like even before then? Before they released it out in early access. Okay. <laughs> Because remember, it has still not been released. You're right. Okay. Uh, so PUBG has become the most played game on Steam. As far as concurrent players in a day is concerned. Yeah. The previous record held by Dota 2. Uh, a lot of people say they held that record because you can watch like the international through their client. But they set that record in March and the international is always in August. So that's a really stupid comparison. Uh, so PUBG last Saturday reached 1,348,374 concurrent players. It's crazy. That is absolutely insane. They beat Dota by like 50,000 players. I mean, I'm not surprised though. Like seriously, PUBG is, it's. This is bigger than Pokemon Go. Whoa. Well, I remember when Pokemon Go came out, that was that was a big deal. But no, this game is huge. Like, and I know why. We've we've played it several times. It's addicting. It's always that one more turn, one more building. Like I can do better mentality, and it's great. It is good. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and I'm just I'm so curious to see where this game, like it, it continually grows, and there are no signs of stopping. No. And I mean, they just had the newest update with the fog come out, which I haven't even played. I haven't touched in the game. so long. And I, the new map has to be coming really soon, I'd imagine. So I actually saw like the actual view, like the mini map view of the map or like the actual. So it's not just one big city. There's like four big cities throughout the place. Oh, okay. And then the rest is just like open desert, really, with like a couple small buildings. So it's a little more urban. Obviously, you're going to have to be going to the cities, and it's going to end in the cities, I bet, more often than not. I'm sure. So, <coughs> or you'll end up in the middle of the desert, and that'll just be a terrible. Well, I would hate to be stuck on like the ninth story of a building 
and the circle like closes on the other side and you have to jump out. So I like, and I think people were talking about what if they introduce like, uh, like another parachute option in case that happens. And that'd be cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the next big thing is if it actually comes out for the Xbox this year. I, I don't see it coming out this year, honestly. I don't either. I, I'm actually going to be amazed if it comes out of early access on PC this year. Yeah. So, But I think that that is going to be the next big milestone in this game and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to be talking about this for a really super long time. So, okay, we need to take a break. We will be back in just a short time. We're back. Naughty Dog. Let's talk about Naughty Dog for a minute. Uh, creators of such games as Uncharted and The Last of Us. And Crash Bandicoot. And Uncharted 4. And Crash Bandicoot. And Uncharted 2. And Jack and Daxter. And Uncharted 3. <laughs> and Jack and Daxter 2. Bruce Straley has left Naughty Dog. Uh, the, he was the game director of Uncharted 2, Last of Us, Uncharted 4. And he worked on a bunch of other games as like an artist and other things. He's been with the company for a very long time. Mm -hmm. He posted on the Naughty Dog website uh, the other day saying he's gone. Mm -hmm. He's done. Actually, by, by this time, he has actually left the building with all of his stuff. And the blog post uh, posted on Naughty Dog's website said, it's impossible to summarize 18 of the most influential years of my career in a blog post. But here we are today with the heaviest of hearts, I'm announcing my departure from Naughty Dog. This has been the hardest decision of my career. Naughty Dog is home. The kennel is family. And then I learned that they call themselves the kennel. I, I love that. I've learned and grown so much from working with this incredible team. But after heading up three extremely demanding projects and taking some extended time away from the office, I found my energy focusing in other directions. And I slowly realized this was the signal that it's time to move on. And then a bunch of other stuff about like people that... Uh, helped him along the way, thanking a lot of his uh, coworkers, so on and so forth. Uh, this is this is a big one. This is sad to see, but yeah, considering like the you know, Naughty Dog's like a gaming Goliath not right now. They are with the Uncharted series and Last of Us, and obviously Last of Us Two just on the horizon coming out. I'd be interested to see how this is going to affect the Last of Us Two. I doubt I, he was heavily involved. I'm sure he was involved if at some he point. left in the middle of it, but at I mean, at this point, I would imagine Last of Us 2 is probably getting close to being completed. Maybe. Actually, I have no idea. They haven't shown anything. I off doubt the game. it. You're right. Yeah. Mind. They didn't. I mean, they still haven't shown off much. They didn't even. They didn't show anything at E3. Well, I TGS. Think, I, think, I think December when they do their the PlayStation show in December is when we'll see it. Yeah, maybe. And uh, then probably get a June June 2018 release on it or something. I don't know. I, I'm actually be surprised if I see this game in 2018. 
we'll see. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm very unfortunate because Naughty Dog has created some of my favorite games I've ever played. That being Uncharted series and Last of Us, and going back to even Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, at a certain point, I think when you get old enough, you know, you gotta you gotta make well, these eight, decisions. Eighteen years. That's a that's a long time. I can't imagine working in the games like development industry for that long with all of the crunch and time away from your family and all those things. I think that's absolutely insane. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not honestly that surprised that he's leaving because uh, that's a long time. Got 18 years. It's like, you're probably close to like wanting to think about retiring or doing something else. Obviously. I'm going to add this story in, although it's not on our uh, outline here. So, you remember uh, Lawbreakers? Yeah. That's a game. It's not a very well-played game, but it's a game. So, Cliffy B came out and basically said it's his fault. That he needs to be less of an ass. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or that he knows that the game is going to die. Uh, well, it kind of already is dying, to be honest. I don't know if anyone... I Personally, I don't know anyone that plays it, so... No. And I don't think anyone on my friends list on my PlayStation I've ever seen play Lawbreakers. So. Yeah, I think the game's probably going to die. And speaking of games dying, <laughs> Battleborn. Battleborn is dying. <laughs> I, I think it's it's dead. It's pretty well dead. Uh, this is... So... Have you given Battleborn a chance at all? No, I never did. Uh, did. Have either of you played Battleborn? No, we have not. Okay. I don't know a single person who's played Battleborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's totally Overwatch's fault. Well, I mean, it launched right, right before it Overwatch. It launched did. three weeks before Overwatch. And during this time, Overwatch was getting all the press. Yeah. So like Battleborn, even then, kind of it's it was the issue of Titanfall two. It like released at the worst time of the year. Except Titanfall two still has a player base. I'm just saying, but like because obviously like you release and a it's very, a good player base. Yeah, but you'll release a very similar style of game to a game that Blizzard's releasing. It's you're gonna have some problems. Yeah, I mean, I would if I was running a game company, I would have a yearly calendar up on the wall. And I would have every Blizzard release on that calendar, and I wouldn't release a game within three months of it. Yeah. Blizzard and Valve. But Valve's you would need, like, a decade calendar for. True. Uh, so, I don't know. Like, they, they had a terrible launch, and I, I know it went free to play earlier this year. So. Who, who's the developer? Was it? It's Gearbox, right? Yes. And <coughs> Gearbox has come out and said they're working on something else, which is why they're shifting all of their... Uh, I love how they say it. it's 90% of what you guys think we're <laughs> it's going to be, so Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. Okay. So That's fair. I understand why they're dropping this if they're going to throw it all into Borderlands 3 because that game is going to be huge. So, But, yeah, so... That game's dead. Unfortunate, but it happens in this industry when there's just so many new games coming out every week. It's just hard to <laughs> keep up. It is. Um, 
So yeah, let's uh, finish with one uh, news, little news story before we uh, go into hour two. World of Warcraft is still a game, in case you were wondering. So they added a new pet in the game, the Shadow the Fox. Nice. You can adopt him for $10, and 100% of the proceeds go to Red Cross and the Red Crescent Societies for Disaster Relief because of hurricanes. So if you want a fox in World of Warcraft, it's all you, bro. Thanks. Thanks for that wonderful comment. That's all I got. I mean, I'm, eh. yeah, eh, whatever. It's great. Yes. Disaster relief funds are fantastic and we need it because parts of this country are getting just absolutely de- decimated. So it's very nice. I mean, what these, lo- and there's another hurricane on its way. Maria, I think is the name of this one. <laughs> one. Like, good Lord. Yes. Uh, all right. The world's ending. Well, with that, uh, bombshell. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with hour two. We've got a couple of guests that are joining us and it's going to be a grand old time. We are back. Welcome to hour two of our show. No, we are not after the whistle. That is still incorrect. Uh, we are the Dry Spell cast. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us over the next hour, you can totally do that. We have ways. We have technology. It's a lot of fun. So you can email us at dryspellradio at gmail.com. You can tweet us. Our handle is Dry Spell Radio. We try to make this easy. We really do. And you can find um, us on Facebook. We're on and Facebook. I bet you can guess what we're called on there. Dry Spell Radio. Yep. Nailed it. We're there at all of these things. Um, so we've got a couple of guests in the studio with us at this point in time. AJ? Oh, hello. Um, I'm, I'm AJ. Look, look <laughs> at that. Yeah. <laughs> Good intro, good intro. Yes. Daniel? Yes, I am Daniel. Get closer to the mic. I'm Daniel. Or bring the mic to you. Mic is on me. Like, I put it like literally inches, there you go, (laughs) inches from your face. Or like an inch from your mouth. It's important to eat the mic. Yes, you could totally lick the mic if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it because I don't know how many mouths are up against these mics, but no one will know. No one will know. <laughs> um, probably not because no one's probably listening anyway. So, Yes. Uh, so AJ and Daniel are students in the GIM program, which stands for Gaming, Interactive Media, and Mobile Technology. Correct. Good job. Thanks. It's, <laughs> it's, it's why I have an outline. <laughs> um, Give you the benefit of the doubt. You got, you got that perfectly. <laughs> no cheating. Right. Actually, I did have to Google <laughs> this morning because <laughs> I've always just referred to it as Gim and been like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, they make games or something. Speaking what, of games. What, what? Okay. First of all, what is Gim? What do you yeah. do? 
Who are you? Go ahead. You go. Oh, um, so Gim is the, I think, one of the newest majors on campus. Um, we focus a lot on uh, object-oriented programming and the art behind uh, games in general. Um, we, Daniel and I currently are third-year students. Uh, we're focusing a lot on uh, our big project coming up, which is a fully fledged out uh, virtual reality um, game, essentially, okay. uh, where we're going to have to individually create, you know, each aspect of the game. Yeah, and these games are every person in the program is making their own uh, v virtual reality game. So, is, are there like partnerships in it, or is it literally just every single person? Every person. Every That's person. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, in the game program, we pretty much learn all the aspects of game development, mobile development, web development. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, this is probably one of the newer, or if not newest, program on campus. This mm -hmm. is through the College of Innovation and Design, right? Yes. yes. Uh, and yeah, I think it's so cool, which means, so both of you started the first semester, correct? Yes. yes. That's awesome. Uh, I kind of I kind of overheard you talking to somebody last night like you were like first cohort like versus Yes. So first cohort is the first group of students to go through the program. That's so cool. That's really cool. I mean, I'm it's it's amazing to me uh you know as somebody who came to school in 2010 <laughs> uh it's amazing to me to see like Boise State making some of these kind of advances. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, uh with the announcement of the esports team, like I was shocked about that, oh, yeah. yeah, because you know, like in 2010 when I came to the school, like I never could have seen something like that happening. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, especially back then, it was like all football, mm -hmm. all football. Like all if the you time. thought Boise State, you thought football, and that was it. So, and all it took is our football team losing, <laughs> not not even losing, like just having like a average just like just an average season, season. Like, we still had a winning record <laughs> it's just and by average we mean like losing like one game yeah i think we lost two or three but like at that point everyone's like oh we're over this and on to the next thing yeah great i mean good good fan support there uh yeah that's awesome uh so so when when do you guys have to have your games done this is basically our culminating project of the program. So you have your entire, like, is it just is semester it this year? to do it? This year and I think most half, of next year. Most half of next year. year. Okay, oh, so they yeah. basically give you two full years to do it. Yeah. I and imagine it it's takes like about that It's a long. big project. It's so like senior capstone. So that's all you're doing. Like, you don't have much anything else in these We're classes? We're taking or? classes to help us learn the rest of what we right. need to learn for yeah. it. But right. They're kind of broken up into, like, you know, big chunks, you know, stuff like, yeah basic unity uh development um networking uh i think there's like an ai class that we have to take we're doing so. 3d modeling and learning animation this semester and doing more 3d stuff next semester as well that's cool, cool. uh so i guess um, uh, my next question would be like the differences between designing and programming for like a uh, normal 2D or 3D game versus programming for like a VR game. Like the differences in that process. Uh, 
I mean, there's always the joke of, uh, you know, a programmer can just go in and flip the VR switch, but I mean, it kind of exists. There is just like, uh, like a button that you have to essentially toggle and all of a sudden you can just, you know, put it in the virtual reality space. With most, uh, game engines that are publicly available, like Unity, Unreal, they make it pretty easy to just add in VR. And are those the engines you guys are working with too? We're pretty much just doing Unity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Unity is freely available, right? Yeah, yes. it's, it's, it is. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's cool. And, I mean, I, as, a, as far as, like, design goes, do you, do you guys do all the writing and all the arts and everything, right? For our, our games? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. That sounds like a huge project. It's you know, big. like, I'm... That's like, why they have two years to do it, right. I guess. Like, I'm in the comm program, and I can't imagine doing like an entire film a hundred percent by myself. Yeah. That's just sounds well, that's essentially what you guys are doing crazy. too. Cause we, we take, you know, help from each other a lot. Um, some of us are really good at 3d modeling. So we, you know, ask for help from each other. Uh, some of us are like, you know, unity certified already. So yeah. we, uh, requisite their help quite a lot. Um, so it's kind of like a big group effort to get our individual stuff done. That's cool. <laughs> Now, can either of you talk about your games, or is that kind of under wraps, or do you not want to talk about it right now? I don't know if I don't know if Daniel wants to talk about his, but I could talk about mine. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was, I have a plan to make a um, like a third person action adventure game, kind of along the lines of like Uncharted or Tomb Raider, um, where the camera is fully controlled uh, using the virtual reality headset. Cool. Um, and then the player can move around using like oculus touch controllers or um you know like a normal xbox 360 controller um where the player uh is like stranded on a boat and uh you have to visit certain like different randomly generated islands um and then you can go delve uh for like treasures and stuff and upgrade your boat upgrade your character kind of has like a uh, a slower paced action uh combat system um and there's kind of like an overarching story about how the world became flooded and stuff like that. Cool. That's really cool. Do you have like a set like VR platform that you're building it for? Is it going to be like universal to like PlayStation VR and the HTC Vive and Oculus? Or We were told that it has to be, you know, set mainly for um, the Oculus Rift. Okay. Uh, just because in the Gim Lab, we have a lot of Oculuses fully readily available for us. Um, but later on down the line, we're more than welcome to um, move it to other platforms. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, learning how to, you know, adjust it's, it over. It's mm -hmm. really easy to, I mean, Vive can play yeah. Oculus VR games. Yeah, yeah the, I think I, obviously not the biggest the change Oculus would be the store. PSVR. Yeah. Because right. VR well, and more difficult. I think, I, I think the main difference is going to be controllers, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as, like, touch goes and light and all that stuff, they all kind of use separate ways to control games. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm sure that's probably the biggest hurdle you have to go through because they all look basically the same. Yeah. I guess my one last question. We've talked about this quite a bit, but like, obviously, for your, you guys are building VR games. Is that like really where you see the industry going, like big time, or mm, is it still going to be like a novelty for a bit and then? For be a, a, I for think a, VR is going to be a huge market. I don't know if it's going to be strictly gaming though. Okay. I think it has a lot of industry use. Well, I think that's uh, the thing with Oculus, you know, being owned by Facebook. Mm -hmm. They've mm -hmm. talked about, you know, having like the virtual Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. So, 
Well, and I think that that opens a discussion about like VR versus AR, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, There's going to be a huge market for AR. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we've That's, already we've already seen it, you know, kind of pop up like with the rise of Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just that little bit of AR really helped the game, um, but you know, it's it's on the rise. Yeah, and I think I mean I stand by my assessment that like VR and AR, all that stuff won't take off really until the price point drops. I think that that's probably the biggest hurdle. I mean, the cheapest way to get into VR right now is what? PlayStation VR. Yeah, it's yeah. currently like 300 mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and like that's not the greatest VR experience. I think it's the best for your your Right. Well, it's Dollar. the cheapest. It's yeah, the, it's the most economic value. Yeah, and I mean that's and that's that's what they were going for. I think the Vive is down to five hundred, something like that. But still, I mean that's so expensive. And then you start thinking about like room requirements. Yeah, and stuff. Like the Vive obviously has the full room experience, so you need more place to play it. And then not a lot of people talk about you know you need a computer that can actually run uh-huh. you know virtual reality, yeah, right. and it has to be pretty beefy because if you get anything under than I think under it's like 90, 90 frames. 90 frames. Uh, you can actually, you know, counter some motion sickness and virtual reality sickness. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think my PC could run No, that. it could not. not Mine can handle some stuff, not a ton. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm running a 1070 with eight cores. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all right. But, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, well, that's super cool. Uh, are you guys up on, like other programs that are similar to this one in like other universities at all? Not really. I'm just curious, like what Boise state has to offer versus like other schools. I mean, there's not a lot of multidisciplinary uh, programs that are quite the same as this one. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, specific game development focused programs. There's a lot of like, obviously like 3d animation. There's a lot of art stuff. Right. It's never really like gaming, mobile, and web development uh, all in one, as far as I've seen. I also feel like the uh, the program here, um, as compared to other programs on different campuses, we like to keep it um, more like a family. Um, yeah. Where every year we have to introduce, you know, more people to the family. But I feel like we've done a pretty good job on, you know, planning events to make everyone, you know, friends um, just trying to keep everyone friendly. I like together. that. How like you guys have like become a community or like uh, how I, how I come in, like it's like a special club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like your major. Cause like obviously like being criminal justice, being calm, there's a ton of people in those majors. Yeah. And right. like, obviously I still know like several people being my senior year. I know most of the faces, but I don't really know them personally. So it sounds like you guys actually like know everyone really well in the program. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. actually makes it cool. <laughs> I think that's actually a really good, cool learning experience too. To like, be able to like count on people and like as you're saying like you know we go to you if we need help and mm-hmm. stuff on this and whatnot cool R- roughly how like how would you estimate the size of the program oh, we've grown a lot our um the first cohort when we initially started we had i think 75 kids something something along something those like lines that. which i still um, is probably bigger than i th- would have it was bigger than what they were expecting the first year Mm -hmm. and then it's only grown the following years i think the second cohort had 
oh, like 150. Oh, and wow. This new, the newest cohort has, I think, over 200. Okay, so it, wow. it's, it is growing quite a bit. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really interested uh, to see how the whole esports thing is going to play into this because I think that you're going to get a lot of people that want to come to the school because of this mm-hmm. focusing in that kind of major. Um, which we'll we'll talk about that whole thing in a bit. Uh, I guess I need to take a break uh, before we move on. Oh, there's a lot of buttons this time. All right, we'll be right back. back we're talking about video games and video game related stuff i guess uh austin and i are joined by aj and daniel from the gim program here at boise state Uh, so if you are interested in asking them any questions please uh tweet us facebook us um email us do whatever i think run to the studio and knock on the door please don't do that (laughs) i'm just kidding yeah uh we will probably still like look at you and maybe flip you off but please don't do that uh so for both of both of you like what have you been playing like what kind of games are you playing right now um Hmm. i mean daniel just joined the uh you know esports team on campus so i uh we live together, so I have to hear, you know, him, you know, call out shots on Overwatch 24-7. So are you not on the esports team? I'm not. Um, I have too much work to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't devote the time. Um, but, you know, in my free time, I've been playing a lot of uh, Player Notes Battlegrounds. Yeah. I've also um, been playing PUBG. Yeah. In my yeah. squad right spare here. time. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about PUBG a little bit earlier. Uh about how they just passed Dota 2 for most concurrent mm-hmm. players, yeah. uh, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> You're sitting at, what, like 13 million copies sold now? Yeah, it's which something is crazy. It's, it's an early access game, and it's only been out for, you know, less than less than a year now. Six, it's been six months. Yeah, yeah it's been officially it six months. So, Yeah, that's crazy. Insane um, popularity. I mean, yeah. that's, that's two million copies a month. Yes. Like, I, I read a statistic last week. Um... That I think that actually would kind of be cool to pull up again. Well, what was it? They sold like two million in a week and a half or something like that. Yeah, well, and beyond that. Just oh like recently, God. that's just wow. crazy. But I mean, you guys obviously know the game's just amazing and fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh, so yeah. good in so many ways. I feel like it got a lot of popularity due to streaming and YouTube. Well, it's a, it's a great streaming game. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can still enjoy it just watching. Yeah. And you that's know, where I first saw, like, saw the game was, you know, I'd just be on Facebook and Stone Mountain's little stream would show up and yeah. I'd watch that. I'm like, this, this game's great. And then he got it and I went over to his place and played it and just, I went and bought a PC because of it. Like, yeah, like no joke. I went and bought a PC kind of for PUBG. Wow. So awesome. the, uh, a couple weeks ago, PC gamer ran a story that, uh, at that time, PUBG had sold 10 million copies. This was our show two weeks ago that mm-hmm. I reported this. <laughs> That made an average of sixty thousand six hundred games and six games a day. That's absurd. 
Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's such a crazy trend that I don't think anybody could have possibly seen. No. Especially because the game is still, like, super buggy. It is. Yeah. Like, really bad. Like You still can't vault, man. No, no I'm, I'm still waiting for that. I'm still waiting for the new map. I'm waiting for the vaulting. Like, I'm waiting for anything. I'm <laughs> waiting for the moment when I don't just drive my buggy and just flips over out of nowhere. Because <laughs> that's happened several All times. All the really bad geometry just to be gone. But that's, I mean, that's what makes the game pretty great sometimes. Yeah, you get some pretty good stories of, like, I was driving my Doom buggy, hit a, you know, random piece of geometry and flew, you know, 100 feet in the air well, and, and survived. And no. Ren and Green tweeted out that uh, the video of the glitch where, like, the guy, like, aiming while you're in the Jeep, like, he was laying, like, down, like, all, like, sexy and stuff. And he's like, this is a bug that I really don't want to fix. <laughs> That's great. Like, the design of the game is so good, but the mechanics could use a Well, and work. it's very evident that, you know, obviously that's hugely popular because Grand Theft Autos now has the game mode that's very similar to that. Mm -hmm. Well, and Fortnite. Okay. And Fortnite. And Fortnite. Speaking of, there's... actually, this is one of the news <laughs> stories that I want to bring up. Yeah. So, uh, because Fortnite announced their Battle Royale version, uh, and then, like I said, GTA has theirs. And so I posted a question on Twitter uh, earlier this week, like... Which game do you want to see create a Battle Royale mode? Uh, and so, like, I, I got a couple of responses from that. Uh, our f Justin, the friend of the show, uh, wrote this long thing. Shocker. Uh, and it said, I think a fantasy game would be sweet. Swords, axes, maces, shields, bows, throwing weapons, and spells by scroll or book that you find. I'm not a game dev. It's true, but I do see some real potential with something like this if it's executed well. Make maps smaller and more like a dungeon in some areas with corridors, dark dungeons, as well as open, well-lit areas to add variety into confrontations. Uh, and then, like, I got another message uh, from Tanner, a friend of the show, that said Minecraft, <laughs> oh. which actually... yeah. But uh, it just cracks me up. That now, <laughs> like, so the Fortnite version, like, I've watched some gameplay of it, and there's some charm to it. Yeah, well, Fortnite, that's what the beat is. Fortnite, there is just charm in the game. Yeah, and so, like, you, like, people run around, and, like, if you start getting sniped, you just start building walls mm -hmm. around you. It's great. And start building a fort and stuff, and that's kind of absolutely ridiculous. It is. But cool. Yeah. Do you guys have any ideas about, like, games that, like, a Battle Royale mode would be really super good in. I mean, something probably set in like the Lord of the Rings universe would okay. be, you know, like really well suited. You know, everyone plays as an orc and you have to. So you that's know, that's going to be the new the new DLC for Shadow of War. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. I mean, I can already see, you know, EA or Warner Brothers or whatever, whatever studio Warner is working Brothers, on yeah. that. You know, you unlock it through a crate. Cranking <laughs> that out. Yeah. For thirty five dollars twice a month, you can get this game. Yeah. Uh. I mean, it's kind of like Justin's comments. I mean, Elder Scrolls would be interesting. Like, yeah. yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't I like that. be surprised if there is some sort of online feature like that in the next Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. I mean, because where, where else are they going to go? Well, I don't know. I Skyrim 2. Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim remastered of the remaster version for the Switch. Skyrim for <laughs> Android. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Skyrim for iPad. Here we go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know it's coming, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know their unannounced game that they're going to announce this year still? It's definitely Skyrim for iPad. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that's... I think that Battle Royale is one of those things that since PUBG has done so well, 
we're going to see start popping up in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Um, I think certain games are going to do it well and certain games aren't. Like I, like, I can see it coming to a Call of Duty, but I also see it not succeeding as well. in a Call of well, Duty. Because for like, for, like, a Call of Duty game, it's not going to be 100 players. It's going to be, you know, probably Well, they could do 100 players. I mean, they probably could, but they won't. I just assume they wouldn't. I feel like the Battle Royale type of gameplay is going to be a lot like the uh, MOBAs when everyone yes. wanted to be a MOBA like and then everyone jumped on that train and now look at it, you know, right. And then it's, it's a, it's a market, but you've I think got it's, like it's the three people who actually succeeded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think like a cartoony version, like Fortnite is probably the next good step. So you're saying Nintendo is going to come out with the next battle Royale game. Splatoon battle Royale. The rabbits will show up in it too at some point yeah. because why not? Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. Battle Royale and like the mushroom kingdom. That'd be weird. I, I think that's the, I think that's the future. And you can use pipes to travel around the map quicker with shirtless Mario. Yeah. <laughs> How about all the Mario's we've ever seen? Those are the characters you can just running around killing each other. (laughs) I mean, there was that. What was it? Uh, Super Mario 64, the uh, online 64 player version. Uh, Yeah. Just turn that into a player. Oh, did it? Yes. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Oh, actually, there's there's some really good story behind that because the the developers like posted on Twitter or something. They're like, Nintendo can't do anything. Come get us. Next thing we know, Nintendo got them. (laughs) Like you don't poke the sleeping bear. Nintendo uh, always gets them. Yeah, and then they definitely shut that game down. You can't, you, you can't, IP guys, you have to understand IP laws. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's cool. Um, I I guess we can talk about Overwatch. Yes. For a bit. Uh, so let's talk about the esports thing after the break. But f- like Overwatch just dropped their new update. Yesterday, Junkertown. Yes, so mm. Junkertown, uh, and then they they initiated their changes to Diva and Mercy, uh, but they pulled off the extra damage for Mercy, so she's not a killing machine, <laughs> which is probably a good. good I, how did you put it last time? She's like a bloodthirsty, a bloodthirsty monster that wants to destroy the world. Yes. Uh, yeah, I played a bit of it yesterday and, uh, you know, I, I have not played a lot of diva. Uh, I tend to go other tanks, um, especially like Reinhardt. Like I really enjoy playing yeah, Reinhardt. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. I like being that front of the line kind of initiator. You just like him so you can just yell beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my PlayStation when I have the beer, uh, did you try the new Reinhardt change? What is it? If you hold left click, you can rotate the camera around while you're uh, not actually moving. No. It's really nice. Yeah, I bet. That's awesome. I tried it no, yesterday I and it felt... I played as Reinhardt yesterday, but I didn't yeah, notice that. Just hold left click while you're holding your shield down, and you can rotate the camera around. That's awesome. Yep. That's, that's great. So you can look behind you without sacrificing your whole team. Yeah. That actually <laughs> would be really useful. Yeah, I, th- I that's a really interesting change to him. Yep. Because that was kind of like always the. I feel like the best counter to him was to distract him. Right to distract him, and so that he had to turn around. 
anyways, yeah. Uh, but I played a bunch of Diva last night, and I love her. <laughs> I love the changes. The missiles are so That's good. That's why she's missiles now. Is it? So I haven't. I mean, I haven't played Overwatch in over a month, probably. Same. So. Yeah. I'm out of it. I only have the PS4 version, so I don't get these updates or like the public test server. Yeah, well, I, know. I haven't been on the PTR at all. But. So, I mean, everyone kind of like I've talked about my love hate relationship with Overwatch on this show before, but it's so good. Yeah. AJ has a love hate. I do. Um, I'll play it and I'll go hard for it. And then, you know, just I get burned out super quick on it. No other game makes me angrier than Overwatch. Is Which is funny. Thing. So you guys, you guys don't know Austin. He is a siege player. Okay. And so <laughs> I, time, actually. I will play siege with him and I despise it. <laughs> I get so upset so quickly, but he gets so mad at overwatch. It's crazy. I, I think I've, well, you were on when I was just like, it was a while ago. I just was so angry. I just threw my controller across the yes. room. You heard me just like spike it on the ground. <laughs> I think it was just us two. two yeah, as and I was well. just like, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what to do. I here. just threw it, and I just, you're just quiet. You're like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I gotta go get my controller again. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, Overwatch is fun until it's not yeah. for me. I love it. Uh, and so they also they came out with another kind of announcement, semi. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, uh, <laughs> God bless his soul. He. They posted a developer update and said that basically they would develop the game faster if the community wasn't toxic. Yes. Uh, that the toxic community slows down their development. And the quote directly from the video uh, is, we've been put in this weird position where we're spending a tremendous amount of time and resources punishing people and trying to make people behave better. I wish we could take the time we put into putting reporting on console and have put them towards a match history system or a replay system instead. It was the exact same people who had to work on both who got rerouted to work on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was kind of fascinating that he's just like, guys, look, well, it's your fault. Yeah. And they have to like monitor it. It's like, I've read this, I don't know where it was, but people, especially on PC are stop stopping to play the game because it's just so become so toxic. Uh, any popular competitive game goes through this guys. I'm a Dota player. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to talk toxic communities, I think I have one of the worst. And as somebody who, like, really enjoys playing Dota, you, like, hop into a match and then immediately have the entire team banning and reporting you. (laughs) Uh, If you make, like, one mistake. And, like, I haven't seen that that toxicity in Overwatch quite as much. Um, Not quite. You know, PC is something that I'm fairly new to in terms of Overwatch. So maybe that's why. Yeah, because we've been on console a lot. And I'm still level 15 on PC. It is a lot worse for toxicity on PC than it is on console. Well, because you're going to see, like, the the text chat and stuff. Like, for every time we're on PS4, we're in our own party chat. We don't even... I don't even do game chat. I I actually despise game chat for the most part because usually it's just annoying people just not even, like... Like, Siege is a really bad exception, like, because even you think Siege, you want to communicate with your team, but I'd rather just, like, play, not listen to them, just do my own thing, because they're just like, the entire time, as, you know, people in game chat do. 
If it's on, if it's in competitive, they'll have a much higher chance of. Trying and I to imagine as you get higher ranked, mm-hmm. um, because I think I hit platinum once. Okay, and that's like the highest I've gone. So I haven't reached that higher level where if you lose a certain amount of matches, you drop. You actually drop rank. Actually, you. Uh, they changed it. You do drop out of every rank now. Oh, oh, dang. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to take a break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes uh, to continue talking about video game things. We're going to talk about some more video games thing. We got a, a message from Keaton, a friend of the show, as you all are. You are all friends of our show. We love you all. Um, talking about, like, toxic communities, uh, he mentioned League of Legends, which, yes, I think League and Dota have very similar kind of communities because it's that same kind of game slash exactly the same <laughs> Ish. Are you trying Ish. to cause a riot? Yeah. Was oh man, was, <laughs> that, that was, was a, that was a pun. Okay. Um, <laughs> you get you get out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he said the League of Legends used to have a terrible community, but they've implemented an honor system that rewards you with eventual free champions and skins. Your teammates mm. choose who to honor at the end of the match, and after you get honored enough, you get a drop. It seems to is greatly Im- Prove to the community and yeah i think dota has the same kind of thing they have a commend uh feature but you, you can like commend like three people a day and like when they tried to make it easier for beginners recently they initiated a thing like when you, in your first 20 matches you actually get paired up with people that have more commendations because that's how your community is going to grow. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I feel like Overwatch could kind of take something like that, like well, the league system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one the thing I saw to, for them to combat uh, the toxicity it was like you would like report someone, and then if they get a certain amount, like in game reporting now, and if you get a certain amount of like, things from uh, players you get like banned for right. a certain time I right think, i think that's what they're implementing on the pc right now or something for I, what for overwatch no that's been on there okay i don't know i haven't played PC. they're implementing ever, so. it on consoles that's mm-hmm. what it is okay yeah yeah for sure um a couple little news things uh that i want to make sure we do touch uh monster hunter world's got a release date Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, January 26, 2018, which is a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. You know, I went to PAX West this year, and I saw Monster Hunter World. and The game looks really rad. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. And I've never played a Monster Hunter. I played Monster Hunter (laughs) 4 and Generations a little bit. 
but I loved them. Yeah, I'm really excited about this game. It looks so good. It was probably the best game I think I saw at PAX. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. And then finally, uh, Shadow of War has more news coming out. Um, so Shelob, that's that's how you pronounce Shelob, yeah. So Shelob's a spider, right? Stabs, know this. stabs, stabs Frodo, turns him into and rolls him up a little blunt. Right. But. So in Shadow of War, she is a woman. Mm-hmm. And not just a woman, a sexy woman. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Uh, so it kind of like started like questioning the devs, like, why is this necessary? to make her and they said like so she's a shape shifter and so it makes sense that she can go in between like different things but it's like are you sure you're not just doing this for sex appeal oh it's total sex appeal Mm -hmm. uh and they said like oh well we don't propose things that are insane and unjustified (laughs) that they're working like directly with the tolkien like family to make sure that they're doing good things but still, this is this is weird. As future or maybe even current game developers, mm-hmm. uh, do you find this strange? I don't know the best way to answer the question I'm trying to think I mean, of. <laughs> for a triple-A game dev to do something, you know, this outrageous, no, this isn't strange. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is common practice at this point. Yeah, for like a sex... Obviously, like, look at Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. Was, qu- yeah. With was quiet. quiet necessary? Not really. No, no. like... Honestly, oh, but she really. breathed through her skin. Yeah, you know, <laughs> photosynthesis and stuff like that. It makes sense. But, I mean, it. it's fine, like, having, like, a character, like, you know, quiet in the game, but... She's not wearing any clothes. <laughs> and, but I mean, I guess Metal Gear's always ba- kind of been guilty of that. Just yeah. a really, like, really bad Over the yes. top sex appeal. Like, even back to the original with Sniper Wolf and, like, her low cut, like, top or whatever in, you know, the original Metal Gear Solid. And I mean, it's just like, it's always been this way. And it just cracks me up. I don't know. My only question is, like, is that canon for that character in Lord of the Rings? that's the thing, is I don't really think so. Um, They approved it and said that, yes, it can be, because she's a shapeshifter, but I don't really... I don't remember that from the books at all. No. Or the universe, period. So, I don't know. Well, time to go back and watch the trilogy again, I guess. Well, they're not going to explain it in the trilogy. Just another excuse to watch it. I don't know. (laughs) Peter Jackson. Uh, yeah. The love of my Sex life. appeal. <laughs> it's an interesting topic in gaming. And you're the one it playing, is. You're the one playing Honey Pop over here. Whoa. Hey, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I only have like two hours in that game. That's two hours too many. <laughs> I know. I'm aware of that, okay? Uh, I kind of want to beat it. Oh, my. And I, oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Oh, uh, pun intended, in, innuendo there. Oh, Lord. Uh, what, what's this pointing over here? Daniel and I both have Honey Pop downloaded, too. Good. 
<laughs> Good. Did you guys get it in the Humble Bundle or did you like pay full price for it? We bought it on the Humble store for like super cheap. Okay. Because they had that like Sakura bundle out like oh. last week, which is how I got that. I, yeah, I got that one too. <laughs> oh, good. Do you I, have I mainly bought it for the memes just to hand it, I like to send, you he know, sent- like undisclosed gifts to my friends and have yep. them open it and be in their library forever. <laughs> um. Have you, uh, have you ever played Sakura Clickers? Yeah. Oh, my nope. God. <laughs> Give it a shot. I'm an awful person. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Well, um, hope my girlfriend isn't listening right now. I hope she is. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope this is the end. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about eSports before this gets worse than it already is. Let's go far away from this. <laughs> um. So last night, uh, Daniel and I were both there. We had our first official esports team meeting uh, for Boise State. And it was kind of like an open invitation. Anybody who's interested, come. Uh, it was like a joint League of Legends slash esports thing. And so there, were, there was a really good turnout, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, there was. Uh, a lot more Overwatch people than I imagined. Yeah, there was a lot. Uh, and more, a lot more Rocket League people than I. Yeah, like ten Rocket to twelve League. people, right? Yeah, that's one I could get behind. It's. Go I for didn't it. think there would be as many. No, um, I think it's kind of like the lesser known of the esports, but I, I mean, it still has a following. So, let's go for I it. I think there was more Rocket League than Hearthstone. Yeah, I believe so. So how would it, like an esports of Hearthstone work? I don't really understand. It's just uh, competing between two people. Okay, so like just it's just a card tournament. Game. Okay, it's yeah. The, I think it works by you have like there's like four classes. You get a pick, and then you get to ban one class from the opponent, and then yeah. Okay, interesting. I've never played Hearthstone, so I I don't know. The only it's like Magic. Okay, like the only card games I played are like the digital ones, like Gwent and. Hearthstone is the original, like, digital card game. Yeah, that's, I know. I just never played it's it. It's well so. made, and it's a lot of fun. Though. It is. It's really well put together. So And it's free. Dan's been playing a lot of it lately, too. I go in phases where I'll play, like, a bunch of it and then delete it and then play a bunch of it because it takes up so much space. Yeah. Uh, and then delete it. And you got to have room for your WWE Legends on there or something. <laughs> I haven't played that. Actually, I deleted that. Um, Wiz Khalifa's Weed Farm? I don't know. I don't have that one either <laughs> anymore. Uh, I'm trying to pull out all these app games that you were just addicted to at one point in your life. Uh, the the newest one is going to be uh, WWE Tap something. I, I, I haven't started it. I'm going to. It's going to be good. Speaking of card games, have you guys seen anything about the new like South Park? card game that they're coming out with i've seen a little I bit i saw the that obviously is a thing but nothing much more than that and didn't i also see that magic is actually coming out with the digital card game too oh, they've had one actually they've, for a long time they've had one know. but it's been crap okay so, i mean I, it's nothing like playing magic i imagine they might actually you know try to like revitalize that. i think yeah. i think it's what i saw yeah. it was like well and they used to have them i remember on like the original xbox arcade oh yeah, had, i remember i remember that one they had Duels magic with walks. Yeah. yeah i mean i've never done magic at, Ever, well, m- so. me neither, but video games, was right? Dota Am I right? So I was <laughs> and Dota's is coming out, Artifact. Uh, it's the <laughs> time. It's coming out with a brand new game. <laughs> it's time for Battle Royale and card games. Oh, my God. 
reject the mold. So esports. Back to this whole, this whole topic. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I, I'm really happy about the tur uh, turnout for the event. And then, so I guess things that we can actually talk about right now is uh, uh, first of all, they're going to set up teams or attempt to set up teams in Overwatch League, uh, Heroes of the Storm, Rocket Hearthstone, League. and Rocket League. And so. I think like for Overwatch, the plan is to have like a couple tiers, have like the people who can play like platinum and master level and then kind of go down from there and just kind of tier system depending on, you know, like teamwork. Stick me in silver. And I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and right. there's a Where couple different ways. There's a couple different tournaments too. like if we have one team in the test series, we can't have one in the, the open. Or like the same people can't. The same play. people can't. The same people can't play in test boat right. and the Overwatch Open. Which I mean could probably work out really well, anyways, mm -hmm. because like I can't, I couldn't compete in test boat because I'm not full time. Yeah. Um. So I could do like the Overwatch Open. So when you guys are talking about like like competing and stuff, are you competing against other schools? Like, yes. Yes. And is it going to be like you travel to them, or is it just going to be like an all online? Um. It's so mostly online. I yeah, think, I think the first. majority of it is online. So and you'll then, set up here and then they'll set up at their school. Yes. And then, okay. Yeah. And I think they have to be monitored and stuff. But then the like finals will be land. Yes. That'd be cool. Which actually. is kind of typical for esports, anyways. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, I don't know if it's all going to be land. Like, you have to actually have to travel. Like, if you watch CSGO tournaments online, they're not with each other until the finals. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's super cool. I know that there's a couple tournaments coming up that I don't know if we can really talk about, but I know there's some coming up that are, like, on the horizon that might be super cool. Um, but I will say, so, there's going to be a launch party uh, here on campus for our eSports team, uh, and... It's going to be... Is that welcome to everyone? Yes. Yeah. In fact, everyone's encouraged. Uh, it's going to be October 3rd. I, I don't know what time or anything. I'm sure that it will get posted online. I'm sure flyers will be made and stuff. Uh, I, I think that that's set in stone for sure, though. Yeah. Um, it's in the sub, too. Yeah. I can... I'll probably come by. I think. I think it's going to be in one. Of, I think days, it's going to so. be in one of the big ballrooms. Probably. And probably. so I think so the idea. Jordan, I'd imagine. Probably, I, Jordan. probably. And I think the idea is that all the different teams are going to have tables set up or booths and stuff, and so can people can walk around and like talk to players and so on and so forth. And then there's going to be a big presentation about like this is Boise State. This is going to be our esports thing. This is the idea this is what the dreams are i know there'll be like a couple of videos that like dr chris haskell are working is working on and stuff like that um and then there's going to be a match between two different boise state teams um obviously playing the same game yes that's that's where this is going to start getting really super confusing because we have an overriding team but th there's like all these different teams in between um, so you have like a competition team and then like an actual, and then like little teams. Yeah. And then like, so it's like a lot of like, I guess some practice teams I'm comparing to like a like club sports. Cause like club sports, like have the, like the competition team, then they just have practice squads and stuff. So yeah. similar to like that. And yes. obviously if someone on the competition team can't play, pull up some of them practice squad. 
put me in coach. Kind okay. Of so we need to take one more break, um, and then we are going to get out of here. just got a few minutes left before we're out of here for the day um again if you have any last minute questions let us know or we're just gonna keep on trudging through trudging? um trudging. Yeah. trudging i don't know strutting through let's go struggle skipping through. <laughs> uh so anything else that you think we should add to the whole esports conversation um not I mean, we've covered a lot of it. Yeah, on how much I am don't imagine at liberty to say too much, anyways. So, yeah, uh, esports exists. It's here. It's cool. Yeah, Boise State Varsity Esports. There's going to be a lot more coming. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that like the idea of labs and stuff uh, are coming up, and they're going to be super cool. Mm-hmm. So. I know I'm going to be at the opening night party, so you should be too. I believe I am technical directing it. So look at that. Look We're at all that. making stuff out of our lives. <laughs> um, I did talk to Dr. Haskell last night. Uh, we're going to try to get him on here within the next couple of weeks. So, awesome. yeah, I think that there's a lot of really cool, fun stuff coming up. Agreed. Do you guys any, have anything that you want to mention, talk about? We're here. Uh, Dan and I are going to be competing in the Immersathon uh, coming up uh, weekend of the 29th. Okay. And, um, and what is that? The Immersathon is like a weekend-long competition for creating a virtual reality uh, experience or game. It's hosted um, by the Idaho Virtual Reality Council. Okay. That's a thing. Okay. That is a that is a thing. It is a thing. Actually, I am on the mailing list. <laughs> that. Nice. Go figure. I had no idea. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, he and I and three others are going to be competing to try to hopefully, you know, win some, win some prizes. Cool. And where is that being held at? The new computer science building. Yeah. So the downtown CS building. Oh, right. Yeah. So the, uh, the clear water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the clear water. That's sweet. So you can go to Buffalo Wild Wings after. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Pay for some overpriced beer and some OK Wings. Oh, their beer is so expensive, man. Eh. I haven't been back since I ran out of free wing coupons. I'm not surprised. So. We should, we should go. We should just skip class today and go to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> that is not an option for me, unfortunately. It is, it's, only, it's not an option unless you make it one. Well, there you go. No, because I'd lose points and... I don't <laughs> skip Dr. Walsh's classes because that, can, that man scares me. Dr. Walsh, if you're asking or listening. Oh, absolutely not you listening. You frighten <laughs> he was your a, students. Yes. Well, he's a 70-year-old crusty old man. He's like been through everything. It's funny. Hmm. Okay. Well. That, make, that makes fun of his grandson for playing video games. So. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> wow. 
Then go outside, be, make yourself a man. Literally what he says. I'm like, oh. Good. <laughs> All right. So games, games releasing, dropping uh, this week. Yesterday, in fact, Marvel v. Capcom Infinite came out. Um, and I haven't played it yet and really, really, really want to. Hmm. It looks really super good. Um, I don't know. My backlog is so heavy right now that I don't know if I'm going to get to it. But yeah, I would love to. Uh, Project Cars 2 came out today, I believe. Oh, cool. Lordy. So uh, look forward to that. I never got the first one, but I kind of wanted it and just kind of forgot about it. And first one's fun in VR. Because that actually... Yeah. Off topic here. I my experience with VR is very limited. I just played on the PlayStation VR for a little bit at a friend's house and the coolest part was the Drive Club VR and I can really see the outlet for like racing games with the VR. That would be what I would do with it because it's like it was actually super cool like actually looking around and being like in the car and felt like I was actually driving. Of course like, it can give some pretty bad motion sickness if you're susceptible to that. Yeah. yeah. And if not it's a lot of fun. I can imagine like getting actual like a driving wheel would be super cool in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Project Cars out today. Final Fantasy XI came out for PlayStation Four. Cool. Who would have guessed? That was nine. Is uh, it supposed to be nine? That's You're, nine. It's nine. <laughs> it's backwards on the website. That's idiots. It actually is. That's. Uh, oh, that's my fault. Nine is a. Good one. Good job, Jambo. That's my fine. That's what people say was probably the best one, which is, I love nine. Which is funny because everyone's like, seven's the best. And honestly, personally, I thought eight was my favorite. But a lot of people like eight, too. I loved eight. I not a. I love I just love the like the plot like that. You're like, go to mercenary school <laughs> to become a mercenary. And I don't know. Is that what you do at mercenary school? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something, but I can't. Good. Um, I hope you know what I want to tell you. Whatever. <laughs> next week. Talking next week, Total War Warhammer 2 comes out. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, and... Nah. Anyways. Uh, and then Cuphead. That's the... Yeah, I think it's the big one. Oh, Cuphead. yeah. Cuphead's like my big thing that I'm interested in. Uh, it's... Yeah, PC, right? On that as well? Yeah, Xbox One and PC. Uh, FIFA comes out, whatever. <laughs> Woo. Um, and Star Fox 2. Oh, yeah. Because the SNES the Classic, Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I saw this. So Toys R Us obviously filed for bankruptcy. Yes. Yep. But they're still going to be open. And they will actually be stocking the SNES Classic. Yes, I saw that too. They'll be sold out in minutes. But uh, don't worry. Reggie has assured us <laughs> that they will meet demand. Oh, Reggie. I doubt it. They, they can't too. meet demands for the Switch. I doubt they can do it for, you know. But don't worry. The NES is coming back from the dead again. So. Yeah, next year. Next year. And that means the SNES will come back probably again when they're like, we'll never make it again. Just kidding. Here it is again. And <laughs> well, cool. Because Nintendo. I, yeah. Because Nintendo, right. Yep. I think that's it for us today. Uh, thanks, guys, for being here. Uh, AJ, thank you. Thank you. Daniel, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Austin, here we are yet again. Always. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, so, again, if you guys are out there, you're listening, uh, you're probably listening to the podcast version of this show, and you can subscribe on SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes, uh, any of the major stores. So you can follow us on there. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Dry Spell Radio, Facebook, 
Same thing. DrySpellRadio at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. If you follow us on Twitter, I will be posting questions. And you could get your answer read on this show. It could be the greatest day of your life. Or not. I mean... (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we need to get out of here. There's people outside of our studio now. So we need to leave. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Next week for the Dry Spell 